Up next on CCRI Radio is the Student Project Spotlight, stories and reporting from students in CCRI courses. You can learn more about courses in the Communication and Film Media Program at ccri.edu slash com. You're listening to CCRI Radio from the Community College of Rhode Island, online at ccri.edu slash radio. CCRI student Robert Lee recently spoke with history professor Suzanne McCormick for CCRI Radio. She currently teaches classes at CCRI in American history, black history, and women's history, and shared her thoughts about her research, her classes, and Women's History Month. Let's listen to the interview. This is Robert Lee for CCRI Radio. On March 22nd, I had the pleasure of speaking with history professor Suzanne McCormack via Zoom. She has been teaching at CCRI since 2007, and her recent research has focused on state-run mental health care during the late 19th and early 20th centuries in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. She spoke about her research, Women's History Month, and women's history in general. Here's what she had to say. My name is Suzanne McCormack. I've been teaching full-time at CCRI since 2007. I teach American history, Black history, and women's history. I live in Massachusetts. And my town is one of a few towns in Massachusetts where the state organized uh, state-run facilities for people with mental illness in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. What I found I was most interested in was the health care or lack of health care that was provided to women, especially in the late 19th century, because there was so little known and understood about female health. For example, um, you, know, you think about the, the famous story, The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman, um, which was is now considered to be one of the first stories to address the issue of postpartum depression. Uh, in the late 19th century, people didn't identify postpartum depression as a condition that could be helped. They identified it as you know, a problem of the mother and she needed to be separated from her child and permanently. Rhode Island had its first state hospital um, built in the 1870s, and it, it struggled to deal with uh, women's health. And in the time period that I'm studying, the reality is that a lot of the challenges that people had were physical challenges that eventually in the 20th century could be dealt with with medications, but in the late 19th century couldn't. If you think about something as general as um, a woman with a yeast infection. She can go into CVS today and she can buy an over-the-counter medication for that. In late 19th century Massachusetts or Rhode Island, if she didn't have access to um, a local doctor, which was very probable, it's entirely possible that that infection would spread through her body eventually into her brain. As scientific discoveries were being made and, and new medicines uh, were becoming more widely available. Did you find that it was more women who were uh, the pioneers in, in applying this to mental health or making those connections? I will say that it's definitely more common to see um, mental health providers in the late 19th century be male. There was one, at least one doctor at the um, facility in Rhode Island, the state facility in Rhode Island, um, who treated only women patients. Um, and I've been sort of fascinated by working with the Rhode Island State Archives that we've found almost nothing uh, documenting her history in the state. So we know really? she existed and we know that she worked in the hospital, 
Um, but other than you know knowing where her office was, we've we've found virtually nothing. So we definitely know that um, you know there are women that were working in the field. They're they're pretty difficult to find. Do you happen to know much about how and why Women's History Month came to be? It certainly came about in the 1980s. It's something that had developed from um, what had been considered these women his- women's history weeks that had existed in some states prior to that. The month thing for historians is really prickly. People who are historians truly dislike things like Black History Month or Women's History Month because it's this way of saying, okay, this month we're actually going to focus on this group of people that for us in our field, we're, we're thinking about and talking about those people all the time, right? And we think that they should be part of every American history class. Students at CCRI who take American history with me, for example, there's not a week where we talk about women. Women are in the whole class. What we want to do is kind of move the narrative so that there isn't the need for the month that people recognize and understand that there are contributions being made or or have been made by um, people in these other groups always. I think one of the things that, you know, that students miss if they, if they don't take a women's history class is, is thinking about how many changes have to happen for uh, in our society in general for women, for example, to um, progress in professions. Um, One of the things that we talk about in women's history class is the invention in the early 1960s of the birth control pill. The ability to control when a woman becomes pregnant is absolutely essential to her then being able to go to law school, to medical school, to establish a, a practice in either of those fields. And so it's not a coincidence that we see a growing number of doctors and lawyers who are females after the invention of the birth control pill. Can you think of any breakthroughs or changes that occurred because of that increased attention, even if it's only for a month? Well, I think that, you know, certainly over time, it's having the months have encouraged more teachers to be cognizant of those those topics and to bring those topics into their classrooms. And I think that especially for students, it's important to have that that representation. And so I definitely think that having those months has has extended people's understanding and especially people who don't follow history or read history all the time. You know, if if that's the only month they get, then then I'll accept it. Right. (laughs) But but I want I want to see us thinking about it more regularly. The other thing I think that would be really important for CCRI students to hear is that uh, the majority of students who take women's history are female. And there's really no reason that that should be the case. Every semester on campus, when I've taught women's history, there's only about one or two men that that sign up to take it. And usually those male students by the end are wondering why male students don't take it. Taking a women's history class opens up uh, a new avenue for them to look through a new level of understanding. And oftentimes, as I said, the students are really shocked by the things that they learn about economics and about society that that they wouldn't necessarily talk about in a class that is more focused on politics. Do you, do you mm-hmm. find that there are other regions that are not as male centric? The one area where we definitely saw more uh, women as part of the narrative was in um, more traditional um, 
Latin American indigenous societies where we see a lot more focus on you know, women having um, more prominent roles in those communities. And a lot of the misunderstandings that seem to take place when, um, when the, the Spanish, for example, arrived in, in South and Central America and not understanding that you know, these were, many of these communities were matriarchal and that women were the ones in, in control and in charge and that the Europeans needed to uh, negotiate with the women. Those excerpts were taken from my conversation with CCRI history professor Suzanne McCormack on March 22nd. Music was provided by bensound.com. For CCRI Radio, this is Robert Lee. This has been the Student Project Spotlight on CCRI Radio. Tune in each week for stories and reporting from students in CCRI courses. Learn more about courses in the Communication and Film Media Program at ccri.edu. You're listening to CCRI Radio from the Community College of Rhode Island online at ccri.edu.